live from wherever you happen to be, it's the SNL Hall of Fame Podcast. And now, here's your host, curator of the hall, Jamie Dew. Man, just imagine that voice being your alarm clock in the morning, (laughs) and you'll get some sense of what it's like to be me. That's right. It's Jamie Dew here, host of the SNL Hall of Fame podcast and curator of the museum that doesn't exist, but should. So there's that. I'll tell you what, if you're listening for the first time, you might be wondering, SNL Hall of Fame? I didn't know there was one. Well, there is. There's just no one in it yet. That's what we're doing here. Week over week, we are being visited by guests that are adding someone new to the ballot in one of four categories, cast member, host, musical guest, and writer. And once we fill the ballot at the end of the SNL season, We'll call on all the listeners out there to become voters, and we'll elect our first class of the SNL Hall of Fame. So far, we've got some really great candidates on the ballot, and uh, I'm pretty pleased with the way things are going here, Tiki Boo 123. Shoot me an email. Jamie at snlhof.com. If you're interested in guesting on the show, or you have questions about the hall, or you just want to say, hey, I'd also love it if you would consider reviewing the show. I know. For as long as podcasts have existed, there have been hosts begging Android and or Google users to you know, cross that divide and become Apple users for a day and rate and review them in Apple. Well, you know, you can rate and review us in Stitcher if you prefer. That's cool too. But apparently the Apple review has a little bit of weight and that helps podcasts get noticed. And getting noticed is sort of why we do this, (laughs) I think. I mean, you know, I guess, eh, who knows? I don't know. But at any rate, I do uh, do know that this week uh, we have a great show for you. We have a great show. I am joined by Liz Shannon Miller, the LA-based uh, TV writer for Collider. And we get into it uh, where Lily Tomlin is concerned as the host. It's an interesting conversation because... You know, Lily Tomlin escapes me a little, and yet she was a pretty, on the tertiary of comedy, uh, on the tertiary of my perspective of comedy, she was always there. She was always there, and she was a big deal. And uh, I just never got to experience it in real time. And even when it was being replayed, I was a little on the younger side. It's only recently that it's really dawned on me, you know, how important Lily Tomlin is 
in the world of comedy. This is the early 70s, and you have a female a comedian, uh, as they would say. Uh, she's a comedian. <laughs> she's a comedic actress. She's a performer. She's a writer. She has a lot going on in the right direction to earn her spot on the ballot. But Liz takes it over over the top and brings it home and really uh, cements the fact that she should be on that ballot. So when the time for voting comes, I hope you'll revisit this episode and think about Liz Shannon Miller as she discusses the addition of Lily Tomlin to the ballot of the SNL Hall of Fame. So I think it comes down to kind of what you look for in an SNL host. And for me, like as someone who I, I, I and, and I think this honestly can vary from, 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 from person to person. I also think there are some hosts who come in to SNL and really deliver like, or, or, re- or really feel like members of the cast. And there are some who feel like, you know, the show is bending around them. And, you know, in recent years, I think you get, you, you get a, a lot of a lot of people who are hosting who are kind of kind of, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, yes, of course, uh, you know, Will Ferrell is going to make an, an incredible host. He was on the show for several years. He knows how this game works. And then sometimes it's like, I mean, uh, I'm trying to I'm going to I'm going to go with like an old school example, like Nancy Kerrigan is hosting the show. Like that's not, you know, her her. She is a very talented young woman. Uh, that is not necessarily her area of expertise. And, you know, these days, especially, I think like when the highest praise that uh, an SNL host can get is, oh, they feel like a member of the cast and they feel really game. And, you know, admittedly, those episodes are really solid. Uh, uh, Like when Reggae Jean Page uh, recently hosted, he, I thought, he was. He came in as a very, very much as an unknown quantity. The pe- the very few people who had heard of him had heard of him because he was on Bridgerton, which is not necessarily what you think of when you think of SNL uh, host hosting uh, feeding, uh, host feeds or ho- host experience. I uh, that what uh, you can keep in all of that word garbage just then because uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I I own how badly that sentence came out. Uh, but my point is made. Uh, anywho, the point, the reason I, I say all that as a lead up to 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 why I picked uh, Lily Tomlin, because the thing I find really fascinating about her as an SNL host, and something I kind of honestly wouldn't mind seeing in other SNL hosts these days, is that she came in as a known quantity. She came in as one of the best com- working comedians of her era. And she came in delivering, like, essentially a, a lot of what she'd already been delivering in other, in, other, in other areas. But she did it in a way that worked in the SNL framework really well. She 
was incredibly funny. She, her monologues are fantastic. I just think like she represents the kind of idiosyncratic comedic spirit that a show like SNL can really champion and showcase. And I feel like doesn't do often enough. Like the, the only other comparison point in my head I can think of right now is like when Zach Galifianakis hosted uh, and just like really brought his own special brand of weirdness to the, to the episode in a way that, you know, Lauren doesn't, it doesn't seem like Lauren really trusts a lot of people to do anymore. And maybe it was because uh, Lily Tomlin was hosting. It, Lily Hop- Tomlin was uh, doing put, putting in her hosting appearances relatively early in the show's run, right? Uh, or maybe it's just like you can't tell Lily Tomlin what to do. <laughs> uh, but whatever, whatever the case was, I thought some great stuff came out of it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, three solid episodes. I think you could you could argue with some with some really great sketch work. Mm-hmm. She is the lead in most of her sketches rather than, you know, sort of a peripheral off to the side character. It really is sort of, you know, her show playing with the not ready for primetime players. Liz, I'm wondering if you can talk to me about the number of times she hosted. She, like you say, it was early on, uh, but but she only appeared three times. Now I'm not suggesting for a second that you have to be a five timer or, you know, somebody like Alec Baldwin or Steve Martin to be nominated in the hosting category, but is three times enough of a body of work Mm -hmm. to show what a host is um, capable of. I think the mark of a great SNL host isn't necessarily longevity, even though that is a factor to be sure. Like, you know, Hitting the five timers club is certainly an, achie- an achievement of note, but you know, especially thinking about some of the episodes, some of some of the episodes I've seen starring five timers and more, uh, I would, I think there, I think there's something to be said for one great iconic, uh, iconic uh, performance as opposed to uh, one one uh, iconic uh, hosting experience as opposed to like maybe maybe basically hitting a whole bunch of ground balls. Like, uh, you know, I would, I would hope that as you continue this, like someone with like Donald Glover, who is only, to the best of my memory, only hosted once. Uh, But I would hope that he'd be someone in consideration because his episode was extraordinary. Uh, And it was something, you know, he, I think from what I've heard, he was very involved with the writing of it. And which is of course an important thing Uh, because, you know, you know, it's, I, I think it's honestly like, you know, one, one, if, especially in the world of SNL where there's so much just being memorable on one night, I think has, it has more meaning to me, uh, right. than the, uh, th- than like how many times you've appeared. That's fair. Yeah. No, I think, I, I think I can get behind your argument there for the record, uh, a host must have appeared twice. They must have hosted twice to be considered for nomination. And Lily does meet that threshold for sure. She's appeared three times. So I guess I'm just being a bit of a nitpicker, uh, you know, switching gears for a moment. Uh, I wonder if you could take us through what it is exactly, you know, the intangible or, you know, what it is about Lily Tomlin, you know, and what she, what she brings to 8H. Good and bad, I guess. What she brings to the show 
is not terribly different. In fact, it might be completely identical to what she has done in other platforms. Like she, you know, essentially she has characters she does really well that she performed all the time across many different, many different, you know, opportunities. And, you know, so when she, it's like, I guess, I guess it's similar to like, you know, if, if you invite Paul Simon on SNL, he's going to play the, he's going to play a great Paul Simon song. If you invite Lily Tomlin on the show, she's going to play a great Lily Tomlin character. Um, and the thing that matters in this case is, you know, technically she's supposed to be doing SNL and not just the Lily Tomlin show. And I think that's in like there's actually in her 1983 appearance, she literally opens with "Live from New York." It's the Lily Tomlin show. Right. Uh, it's part. It's it's part of a whole bit. But like you know that that. Anyways, y- you could argue that she's not really hosting SNL. She's hosting the Lily Tomlin show. <laughs> uh, even in the even even in episodes where she doesn't flat out acknowledge that. Yeah. And so that would I'm giving you your counter argument, right. but I also think she's just really she's just really funny. Oh God, like, yeah. She, she, even when she's just doing herself and just having a fun little monologue where she sings and dances and talks about her worries, like it's just really charming. week but right now at this very moment I have to admit I'm a little nervous I mean uh, a live 90-minute television show is not exactly soothing to the central nervous system of course I, I I think most actors worry a lot today I think most people in general worry a lot in fact anybody who's not worried I worry about I mean I worry that I have no idea how much a trillion dollars is and I, I worry that no one in Washington does either. <laughs> I worry that the person who thought up leisure suits is busy thinking up what we should do with our leisure time. <laughs> I, worry, I worry terribly that we all forget to wash our barbecue grills. <laughs> I worry that we invented quality control because we thought if we didn't control it, it could get out of hand. <laughs> today being trivialized and that one day the Pulitzer Prize will be awarded to a 30-second Coke commercial. (laughs) I also worry about what happened to the American dream. I worry that it's being made in Japan, (laughs) cheaper and more efficiently. And I most of all worry that they'll take my Bank America card, stick it in the machine, and the message will come back, kill her at once. (laughs) But most of all, I worry that all this worrying creates stress. So forget your worries and forget your woes. Dry your eyes and blow your nose. If you've got no job and you're fooled in your bustle, you can let it out here with a laugh and a chuckle. Sure the, sure the world may seem need some fixing, but at least it won't be done by Richard Nixon. Some of us are working at a minimum wage. And some of us are working on a minimum rage. So-
Some people say the president's unkind, but some, but he's not so unkind as he is behind. But now somehow put your worries in the past. Be carefree with me and the rest of the cast. Things will be all right. Don't be gloomy. Put your arm around your roomie and watch Saturday night. I mean, it's always interesting when you have like a really strong comedian host SNL, uh, how they basically, you know, end up basically becoming the star of the show. Uh, whereas like, you know, when you have a less, a less notable person, then, uh, a, a, a less, a less, uh, somebody who's less strong, you know, it, it really becomes a showcase for the cast that week. And, you know, Lily Tomlin, you know, is definitely an example of the former. And she, and this is why I think I, I started this basically by saying, uh, you know, and this is why I started this by saying it's kind of a personal preference thing. Like, if you're looking for a host who basically doesn't gum up the works, uh, then, will, or doesn't gum up the works and doesn't, like, it lets this, the cast really do what they do, then, you know, Lily Tomlin is not your platonic ideal of a great SNL host, but she is, uh, you know, someone really interesting as a result. Um, I, I will note that something it's, it's worth mentioning about Lily Tomlin, uh, especially in 19, you know, in her 1983 appearance is that, um, you know, by in, in 2021, it would no longer be acceptable for her to do a blackface character the way that she used to. Uh, it's, you know, not ideal. It was not a good idea then. It's not a good idea now. And uh, I, I would be remiss in saying, saying that I not, I, I honestly, I nominated her and then really thinking about it, I wanted to make sure I at least mentioned that. Uh, because, you know, Purvis Hawkins, who was the quote unquote musical guest that day, that, right. that episode, right. uh, you know, again, not something that would be cool today at all. And something that shouldn't have been cool back then. No. Um, you know, I, I, I'm glad that we've, you know, landed where we've landed and we don't have to deal with uh, as much of that baggage anymore. So I really do appreciate you, you know, calling that out. To make a complete left turn, I'm wondering if you have up your sleeve like a signature sketch or a signature moment for Lily Domlin that you would bring up anything come to mind? I mean, for me, uh, I genuinely, I, I, I've already mentioned her, her monologue once, but that one really, it, it, I just really, I really appreciate her just doing a very simple piece and a very simple, in a very simple state on a very simple stage uh, it is just her. There's no character she's hiding behind. It's just her talking to the audience with a little bit of musical accompaniment. And it really works. And it's just like a really nice, light bit of entertainment. And yeah, yeah it's like, it's the sort of stuff that it, it, it looks so simple that you think it's easy. And uh, then, but you, it's only the sort, it's the sort of thing that only like a gifted handful of people can pull off. That's right. Uh, Hall, Hall of Famers. <laughs> this is, uh, this is the nut of your argument. She is a hall worthy host and whether or not she is elected in, we shall see, but she has now been nominated. So that's very cool. Liz, I want to wrap on, 
Uh, one last question. Do you think Lily has a another hosting gig potentially up her sleeve? I know that's out of left field, but just curious what you think. What do you think? Well, she's uh, she's still around, man. There's I actually saw a petition for her to come back and host with uh, Jane Fonda uh, on uh, on change.org. I mean, it's like a change.org petition. There's one for everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, why not? Betty White hosted and Betty White was older, I guess. I think actually, I don't know. the I don't I don't know the exact math on that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Lily Tomlin is at the point now, of course, where if she doesn't have to do anything she doesn't want to do. And bless her for it. But it would be fun to see her host one more time with or without Jane Fonda. Yeah. Um, good answer. <laughs> well, Liz, uh, I really want to thank you for coming by today to nominate Lily Tomlin for a spot on the ballot. Whether or not she is elected, we shall find out. Where, though, in the interim, can people find out more information about you on the interwebs? Uh, I am senior TV editor at Collider right now. So you can find me at collider.com writing about a whole, all, all the television, mostly Marvel shows. <laughs> uh, but beyond that, uh, you can also find me on Twitter at L I Z L E T. That's Lizlet with an I and an E. Lizlet. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a blast. That's oh, fun. Thank you very much for inviting me. Great. Lily Tomlin, huh? Who'd have thunk it? Probably not uh, the first name at the tip of our tongues when we think of legendary Hall of Fame caliber SNL hosts. But I think that Liz Shannon Miller made a you know very good case for why she should appear on the ballot and ultimately why she should appear in the HOF. So there's that. It's actually Saturday night tonight. It is, uh, there was a new episode of the show on. So I look forward to watching that and sitting back and enjoying myself with uh, Billie Eilish hosting and being the musical guest. I think that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing you again next week. And looking forward to just, you know, hanging out with the Hall of Fame. In the interim, turn out the lights. The Hall of Fame is now closed. Thanks for listening to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. You can find everything you need to know about the show at SNLHOF.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. This is Doug Dance saying, this is Doug Dance saying, see you next month in the hall.
podcasts and such.